and welcome to another episode of Peer Review. That's a new jingle I just worked up. Um, I like that. Thanks, man. Oh, jeez. Uh, ran my face into the mic. It's early. But hey, you know, what more could you ask for than an early morning episode of Peer Review? Um, Not we got, much. We got our coffee. We got our orange slices. Um, got Dion here. He's just kind of vibing. Yeah, he's too far from the mic to say anything, but uh, if he says anything important, I'll be sure to relay it to everyone. So, all right. Uh, on this t- on this today, this today's episode of Peer Review, I'm not going to edit that. It it's, gives more personality. You should know, Josh. I would like to give you peer-reviewed feedback on the intro to the show. Okay. Well, <laughs> on, this, on this episode of Peer Review, uh, it's just going to be an hour and a half of Josh critiquing previous episodes no. of Peer Review. No. Uh, today, we, our guest is Josh Pruitt. Uh, what's your real name? Uh, Steven. Josh Steven Pruitt. Oh, oh, the PH. Stephen. No. Stephen. It's like Stephen Strange. Dr. Stephen That's Strange. That's what I call him, a Stephen Strange. <laughs> you do not. I call him Dr. Stephen Strange. Okay. Some people and say Stephen as well. Dickie Stephen's Park. Yeah. Down North Rock. Um, yeah, so today we have Josh Pruitt, a senior CMP corporate media major. Wow, you nailed all that. You yeah, didn't ask me beforehand, so. Yeah, well, I mean, we, we're doing the exact same thing, so I'd hope I know. <laughs> uh, I was just trying to give you a, a, a little bit of praise there, but uh, if you want to knock it to the side. I don't need it. I'm, I'm, uh, my confidence is too high. I don't I need you, praise. I'm gonna say I'm just gonna say some blatantly wrong stuff at one point, and no one can tell me otherwise. Gotcha. Um, so, how you doing today, Josh? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. I actually just finished up my last class of the semester, so well, that's pretty exciting. What I, uh, uh, what, what class was it? Uh, it was my graphic production systems class with Pradeep. Um, so yeah, we we uh, presented all of our marketing campaign materials today, and uh, my I did my marketing campaign for Monomyth Production Company, which I'm sure we'll talk about at some point during yeah. the show. Oh yeah, yeah. Spoilers. This is part one of two of the uh, the classic Josh Pruitt uh, peer review gauntlet. It's what's gonna be called peer review gauntlet. Yeah, because part two is gonna feature uh, Josh Pruitt on. We'll get with, the whole Monomyth. Panel yeah, with here. the Monomyth. I I totally forgot the phrase in there. But yeah, the rest of the Monomyth will be here, other than just Josh Pruitt and. Dion by association. <laughs> uh, but yeah, how was your uh, graphics graphics production systems? Yeah. How was that? Uh, it went pretty well, I think. I just presented my materials for the class. I We made a bunch of different project or, or products um, for, for the class. We created graphics and put them on like mouse pads and posters and, and stuff like that for a marketing campaign. And so... It was pretty fun. I decided to do an actual business instead of a fictitious one. That's pretty cool. Uh, and that was a part of your graphics communication certificate, right? Yes. That was actually my last class. So, Oh, there I, you go. I've gotten my... Uh, officially gotten my certified. GCOM certificate. Officially certified. Officially. I'm certified in other Officially certified. Officially. I'm, hey, I'm certified too, actually. I got my certificate. Oh, really? Yeah, technically. Uh, broadcast graphics was the last class I needed, and I oh, took that. Oh, that's cool. Well, I took that, so <laughs> I took that with you a year ago. Yeah. So there you go. You went above it. You're you're more so certified than I am. I'll take it. All right. Uh, not worth the not worth the fight now. So no. Um. So what else? Like, what's what's it been like? Let's talk about the certificate, right? What's it been like getting that? Uh, the GCOM certificate. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You have like. Two, three? Um, I think it's three. I can't remember what the third one is. So I have... <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have a... <laughs> this sounds so egotistical. Um, no, I, uh, I, I'm i pretty sure I have another certificate, but it honestly, I don't know if it's just like a corporate media certificate or, or, or what. I don't like, think that really counts. Like Because that's like my emphasis area. Yeah, right? I've been like media. super confused about that. I can't remember that. what it is. Um, but I, I also have a certificate in uh, sports media, which I finished up last year. Okay. Uh, I, I kind of just ended up in a position after taking classes where I, I just somehow only needed one more class to get that certificate. Right. And so I decided to take, um, uh, I decided to take that class, which was sports casting. 
even though I'm never going to be a, a sportscaster and the actual sportscasting parts of that class were traumatic to say, yeah. the, least, <laughs> to say the least for me. Uh, I don't even really care much, much for sports. I just, you know, like I said, was, I ended up in a position to, to get that as well, but my GCOM certificate, uh, it started with, uh, is it intro to de- desktop publishing? I think is the first yeah, class. I think so. But that's also, cause it's also a required course for corporate media. Yeah. So, well, I, I ended up taking that because it was a required course. Yeah. And uh, I got to play around a lot with, you know, Illustrator and Photoshop and InDesign. And uh, th- these were parts of my major that I guess I had never really gotten into that much. Yeah. So, because, you know, I'm a, I'm a video major. Right. Um, or cmp major which you know i guess encompasses more than just video but that's what my focus was on and so i ended up liking it and just kept taking the classes i was like i'm gonna get my gcom certificate uh so so i figured out what classes those were and started taking those and uh just just finished that up today so all i have left is my final for that class and so i mean it's it's been pretty fun the i've had pradeep for every single class except for one which i had uh Polly Marshall and yeah. she she's awesome too. Um both just great professors and I really really enjoyed my time in, in GCOM even though I'm not really too sure that I'm gonna end up working in that area. There right. are definitely a lot of things that I got out of those classes that I can apply to things I am gonna be doing. There's a lot of uh graphical uh, information just in, in terms of what makes a composition look good. Um, that I can apply to everything else that I do. So, so how do you think that um, these classes individually or the certificate as a whole are going to benefit you down the line uh, when you start actually like doing real jobs? Or have they benefited you already? Um, I would say that they have benefited me already. The, um, I think that actually the one class that I took with uh, Polly Marshall mm-hmm. – they're all long, complicated names, and I never remember the yeah, name of some uh, of the GCOM classes. If it's the one I'm in now, it's like... It's intro- like desktop publishing desktop and publication publishing. design, I think. Yeah, it's uh, basically just InDesign class. Yeah, yeah, that's essentially what it is. I think that I learned a lot out of that class. That's not to say that I haven't learned a lot from Pradeep. Right. Um, just that uh, there are a lot of elements of design, like the whole CARP thing uh, that I that I learned. I think it's, um, I think it's crap. yeah. It depends on who you talk to. Like oh, I, rem- okay. I remember, uh, I remember Ms. Marshall. She would she would say crap, and then yeah. when I went to Pradeep's class, he was like carp because <laughs> because I guess he just didn't want the acronym to be crap, crap right? Yeah, that's fair. But it's like uh, like contrast, repetition, alignment, and proximity, right? Yeah. Um, so like those those things uh, that I I really got use out of her class just from working in InDesign a lot. And so placing elements inside of a composition that visually started to click in my head, I think in that class. Yeah. And so I've been able to apply that to, even though I don't like just make posters or graphical work, I've been able to apply that to a lot of the photography work that I do for monuments sometimes. So like we'll put graphical elements inside of some of the, the product photography that we do and I've been—I think I've been able to do a good job at uh, introducing that type of stuff into into those designs, due to what I learned from those classes. Okay. Um, and then kind of kind of adjacently, I guess, because it, it's applicable for my version of the certificate. But what about broadcast graphics? How do you think of something like that? Okay, so I went into broadcast graphics never having used into or uh, sorry After Effects in my life. I had I, it was so intimidating, um, and it was just. So, I'd, I'd obviously been using Premiere and pretty much every Adobe app yeah. Um, other than After Effects. And to me, like After Effects was just this huge monster that I was never going to be able to take on, right? And so I went into that class kind of like really intimidated about the the software that I was going to be using. And first of all, I, I just love Andy Guess One. He, he's really, oh, yeah. he's so good about explaining everything to you. And he's so well, he's so knowledgeable about uh, all of the principles of animation and After Effects in general, and he's super helpful. Um, but taking that class and then doing the assignments that we did in there, I like we started out like really small, like okay, we're gonna make these shapes bounce, basically, yeah. right? And then you start to develop into okay, so now we're gonna make like an entire commercial by the end of the class, yeah. and and so 
it's sound that journey sounds intimidating, but taking it step by step in the way that that course was, I think was really beneficial to me. Uh, I, my, I remember my final animated explainer video. I, I didn't yeah. really care for that much no. in, in the way that it turned out, but the animated commercial I did for the writing center, right. I loved. Yeah. Uh, he one's... gave, he gave us the voiceover work for that already done. Mm-hmm. Like somebody had already done all the audio, um, voiceover stuff. So we just had to create the animation for it. And I, I really enjoyed working on that project. And I think mine turned out really good. Like it's something that I look back, uh, you know, even after a year and I'm like, I'm still really proud of the work that I did on that. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think that that is a, a big takeaway when deciding whether you really benefited from something, um, is like, do you feel like there was growth in that class? Because I think there are sometimes where you take a class and, Maybe you feel like, oh, well, I don't really know how much I benefited from that course. You know, like, I'm, oh, maybe I picked up a couple things here and there. But in terms of broadcast graphics, I, I genuinely, like, I don't feel that uh, daunting feeling about After Effects anymore. Like, that, that's probably been one of my biggest growths in terms of what a class has taught me is broadcast graphics with After Effects. That's really, that's really good. So what have you... So how have you applied that? Like, have you used that a lot since that class ended? Um, so... With Monomyth, and so the work that I actually really end up doing, not so much just because um, we don't really do a lot of animation stuff. We're working yeah. for other, other businesses, and usually it's either we're creating videos or photos. But I have applied some of the like lower third things to it. So like we, we'll use like animated lower thirds and stuff sometimes, mm-hmm. and I can you know make that stuff in After Effects and then import it into Premiere. I got you. Um... So that pretty much covers, I guess, the GCOM stuff, which I've been wanting to talk to a GCOM student for a while because I can't find any, like, GCOM majors. I know that Drew's major isn't exactly no, GCOM, yeah. but he he does ha- he knows a lot of the elements from graphic communications. I definitely yeah. think that he would be a yeah. really good person to talk to about he's, it. He's definitely in the rotation for the future because he also, he also does, you know, make films and stuff mm-hmm. with his family. Um, but... Like I'm looking for like just a straight GCOM major, but I don't know. I'll uh, I'll find one next semester, I guess, if I really need to, because they're elusive, you know. But everyone covers GCOM, so let's let's get into the the nitty gritty. The you know the same thing I've talked about once. I don't know actually. I might with not, with who? I might not have talked about this yet. Uh, CMP, like what that's like. Oh. Who have I had on this show? <laughs> I, I, I don't Noah. even know. I guess Noah, but Noah more talked about Noah more just rambled about Siren Head for. Well, half you've an had hour. Alex and Michael on here, haven't you? I had Michael in here, but he talked. We really talked about sports production pretty much. Oh, okay, okay. So well, that's still CMP, just yeah, yeah, more of the sports more, emphasis side, more corporate. I can I can talk a little bit about the corporate media side. I suppose. Yeah, for sure. Um, so four years basically taken. Uh, how many classes in CMP are you taking next semester? Um, so I I only have technically two classes that i need left to graduate yeah and that's media portfolio and video three. Oh, okay and so i'm taking video three next semester and media pretty... portfolio to cap it off and then the rest of them are pretty much just gen ed classes just stuff to take on the side that's going to make that a little bit easier for me yeah. while i work on other projects to hopefully in my collegiate career strong enough to collegiate you know clear. Cl- collegiate career that's what I meant to say. No, I know. I didn't even realize I made a mistake. I'm just messing with you. Um, but yeah, hopefully, you know, finish that up strong and have that, you know, push me forward into a good job somewhere. Yeah. Assuming no. that, you know, I don't, I don't stay with with Monomyth, which we can also talk about as well. Yeah. Let's talk about the financial failures of Monomyth Productions. <laughs> oh no. No. Uh, I'm not at liberty to say. <laughs> <laughs> um. No. Let's. Uh, yeah. Let's take a step back and we'll uh, we'll talk about CMP for a minute. CMP specifically corporate media, I guess. Um, so next semester you take in portfolio and video three, yeah. uh, both of which I thought have been very beneficial because I'm, I'm practically done right now. So I can, I can tell you what classes are good or aren't. There you go. I'm, I'm, I'm in charge. You guys hear that? If there's any freshmen out there and you want to know what classes to take, just go talk to Jacob Keen. Yep. He knows them all. I do. I do. I know every class in this, in this entire university system. Exactly. Um, he's taken every, every single class. class. He's every. been in, he's been in college since 1973. Yeah. I'm learning a lot. 
but nothing at the same time. The real, <laughs> the real learning a lot is the friends I've made along. Well, the way. I actually want to, ex- I actually want to expand on that a, l- a little bit. I'm not going to okay. take up too much time with that, no, but go just ahead. with just with what you were saying, the fact that you're learning a lot, but not learning anything at all at the same time. Yeah, and I want, I want to talk about that in the sense of like, uh, not that you won't learn stuff from college, but if you're so interested in your career that you learn stuff outside of class and you pick up on stuff um, by watching YouTube videos or just teaching yourself a lot, a lot of the times, then you're going to have a better experience throughout this major. And and I say that because I think the best thing that you can do is go into a class and go, I already know half of this. Yeah. And like be able to like truly say that confidently, but not in like a cocky way and like a, and like a way that says, there's still something I can learn here. There's still something I can benefit from this course, but I care enough about my growth in this field that I can also teach a lot of this myself because this is a very, it's a very broad career, right? Yeah. And there, there's so much that goes on in it, especially with like softwares and stuff, because if, if I go sit down and do something in Premiere, no matter how much time I spend in class or no matter what they teach me, there's always going to be something new to learn. There's a billion different ways to do anything. And so, like, you can go work on any given project and go, oh, well, now I need to watch a YouTube video or go read a, a, an Adobe forum about how to solve this problem <clears throat> that I'm having. Because 50% yeah. of it is just problem solving. Problem solving. Yeah. It's I want to do X, Y, Z, but I don't know how to do yeah. X. So how do I do the rest? Right. And so, so like, I don't, I don't know. I kind of just wanted to expand on that whole learning everything and learning nothing at the same time because you know, I, I think a lot of people, um, I think a lot of people maybe share that experience. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because it almost sounds like you're saying get involved, do stuff. That 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 is also Learn. true as well. Yeah. yeah, there's. I definitely don't want to. How truthful can I be on the show? Be true. Um, I talked to Perkins and he was like, I like how candid you're guests are about the program i'm like okay okay well i feel like i've been hyping up the program a lot so far so yeah. i i will say I'll, I'll give my more negative takes as well although i don't know that what i'm going to say now necessarily pertains to the program itself yeah. i think that there are a lot of students that maybe in their heart truly do want to make a career out of this they they really want to do stuff they yeah they want to be uh they, they want to make a career out of what they're going to school for and I think that their actions don't show that they don't they don't reflect what maybe they want inside. And I think that going off what you just said, the biggest the biggest reason that you can tell that is from the lack of involvement by yeah. a lot of students. I don't think that we're one of the biggest you know majors in the school by by any means. You know, no. there's uh, a lot of us just you know know each other as it is, just seeing yeah. each other around the well, building. I mean, there's and, a lot of us, but yeah, I only but see you only the see, same ten, maybe. Right. So. And, and so I think a lot of that goes back to, yeah, like there a lot of students, I think they want to be a part of stuff. But when it comes down, like we'll have like meetings and stuff. I want to give an example. I think that's maybe the best way to explain yeah. this. I remember um, starting ASU TV my sophomore year. Yep. And th- this was the, the biggest reason. And I'd worked w- with ASU TV my freshman year, the entirety of freshman year with Campus Security and Jacob mm-hmm. Stewart. And he was the uh, station manager at the time. And, but I wasn't working for ASU TV. I yeah. was just kind of working with him on his show. And so I didn't really see as much of the, the background of what was going on until I started the following year. And so I started my show, Under the Arch, um, and I wanted to try to get you know as many people as I could involved so that everything would run smoothly and we'd have uh, actors and we'd have crew and yeah. uh, we just had enough people to make it all work. And so the first... ASU TV, um, like communal meeting that we had where, where anybody that wanted to get involved could come to, we kind of talked about our shows. We went, we went around a big table and talked about our shows and, uh, what we necessarily wanted from people to see if anybody wanted to get involved. And we, we would create group me's for mm-hmm. our shows. Yeah. And so anybody that wanted to be a part of it, we just say, okay, well, you know, you can come up and talk to me afterwards. Other than that, we're going to put you in a, in a group me so that we can all uh, convene outside of this meeting and talk and get information from one another. And there were so many people that ended up in my group me. Um, and and you start you start talking to these people and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm interested. I want to I come do this. I'm going to do this. 
Um, and then they just don't show up. Yeah. They, 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 when it comes time for them to actually be there, they, they cancel at mm-hmm. the last minute. I remember there was a part, uh, in the very first episode, which is the only episode that ever ended up getting produced of that show. But so uh, far <laughs> there, there was a part in that episode. It was, it was, um, a female that was talking to, to Dion's character. Yeah. And I went through four different girls for that role before I finally got one to show up. Yeah. And it, it was just crazy. Like, you'd get people to get involved, and then they they just cancel. Like, it, it, at the last minute, oftentimes, because something else better would come up. You know, they'd want right. to go spend time with their friends or, yeah. or you know, whatever it is. Maybe there was a, there was a party or I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, but the thing is, is, of course you're going to want to go do that stuff. Of course you're not going to want to, you know, go out and put in the work sometimes. It's a fun major. It really is. But... At the same time, it also is work. You'd rather just chill out with your friends or whatever. And so, like, you kind of have to have that mindset, like, I'm going to go and get experience in, in in this career. Because if you don't, you're, you're not going to be anywhere by the time you graduate. You can yeah. pass all your classes with, you know, flying colors. I, I, I put that in quotation marks because I'm, I'm honestly not sure what some people's grades are like. Right. Um, and to maybe nitpick the program itself a little bit more, I often – feel like um i often feel like there are professors that are a little bit too lenient on some students and i say that from a place of like i really try on a lot of my assignments not all of my assignments and i'll admit that because sometimes you get ones that you're not that um enthusiastic enthusiastic about i guess yeah and and that's not to say that you still wouldn't normally try on it but as a student when you already have so much going on you start to prioritize some things over others and so when I get a project I am excited for, I'm like, okay, I'm going to put all of my energy into that, Yeah. right? And then when I have a lot going on and I get a project that I'm like, eh, I don't really care about that one as much, that become, that kind of takes a backseat. But there are some students that just, they turn in, you know, stuff that isn't good. Right. And, and I, I'm going to put that bluntly because that's just the way that I put it. That's not to say that everything I create is good. It's just... Yeah, there are some students that like that. That's it. It's just it's it's nothing. It's, so half the time it doesn't even pertain to what the actual assignment was, and they still make close to the same grades that I do yeah. in some in some instances. And so how does that make me feel for trying? You know, and, and that's kind of where where I'm coming off. Like, why can't I just turn in this stuff that is crap and get the same grade that they're getting, which is still going to be good? Yeah, and. and I think I think deep down I know the real reason is because when it comes time for me to actually apply somewhere, I'm I want that experience, that that, that good content on my portfolio. Mm-hmm. So I think that's obviously a part of it. And I obviously want to try my best anyway. But in but in terms of like actually passing the classes and, and getting good grades, I, I definitely don't think some professors hit as hard uh with, with their students. And I, I'm not really entirely sure what the reason is. I think that some people just take classes because they think it'll be fun. Yeah. Uh, like the basic digital photography class. Yeah. Like they're, that's a very diverse class because people are just like, ooh, I want to take photos. Yeah. Like, like that'll be a fun class. We have right? a bunch of like science majors that are basically using this as like a de-stress class. Right. You know, so. And it's like, yeah, I get that. I, I, I do. There's nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, it doesn't make me value the work that I think is good mm-hmm. because somebody else is getting the same merit for it. And I don't, I don't really like that. Yeah, that was. I kind of went on a rant for a little. No, bit no, I I totally understand. Um, Not I, a very deep one, but I share a lot of similar um, opinions when it comes to stuff like that. I just, yeah, I, I just I want people to get involved. Uh, mo, it's it's kind of selfish well, in a way. But I disagree. I mean, you're you're about to become the station manager for ASU TV. Yeah. Um. So so for anybody that that doesn't know that, and of course you're gonna want that that involvement, not just from. The, the people that work for, for ASU TV, but from people in the program and people yeah. that, you know, help make it make it what it is. Because it's not like that student producers can just make all that on their own. We rely right. on people to come in. And that's why we have to have those EXP credits, yeah. the, those classes for that. Because on their own, students won't. And yeah. I don't understand that. I really I really don't. And it's kind of sad. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I mean, I'm sure you can attest to it though. But like, not having a ample crew, it really kind of makes what you're doing about ten times harder. It, it does, and 
I think I think it obviously depends on what it is you're doing. Yeah. But but even outside of the studio productions, you know, in studio you need even more people because there's so many different things that you have to run. Yeah. Like maybe you need a, a floor director or somebody TDing, which is usually directing the whole thing as well. Yeah. Um, and then you need somebody on audio, and then you need different camera guys, and then people in front of the in front of the camera doing everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so like even. I'll kind of go over to like stuff that we've been doing for Monomyth recently. We yeah. we were shooting for a new short film that we're working on the other day, and uh, we we barely ended up having enough people to to make it work because everybody's kind of like playing a role. Like, okay, Jacob's gonna you know direct and run the the camera and everything, and uh, I, I was doing audio and holding the boom pole, and I, I knew that we were gonna need somebody for lights mm-hmm. because it was uh, it was a night shoot and we needed it was a walking scene. And so we needed somebody to hold a, a light off to the side because it was going to be moving, mm-hmm. right? So we couldn't just have it on, on a light stand because it was going to be moving as they were walking. And uh, we, we ended up, you know, having somebody that was an actor that just wanted to come out and watch the watch the shoot. He wasn't even supposed to be in that in that scene, but he, he wanted to come out and watch the shoot. So he ended up running the lights for us. But uh, just in general, like the, the fact that, you can't get people involved enough to just come like it's casual. Yeah. It's not like we're going to bite or get mad at you or anything. It's, it's like, it's not even a, a very complicated shoot to do. I mean, we're literally just out there having fun. It took like an hour and yeah. like you got, you get that experience like, Oh, this is what the shoot is like. That's, that's my phone. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. Okay. I just didn't know. I didn't know that you could hear it. I was just going to let it go off. I'm going to turn it off real quick. Uh, I mean, but like, yeah, I mean, Jacob Stewart's a previous student here. You're a current student here. Rupal's a previous student here. Like you guys all realize the, like, I feel like the Monomyth, at least the short films, like, the reason you guys are casting and crewing outside of just, you know, your little people, it's because you guys want people to get involved. You advertise that all over the school, you know? Yeah, of course. We we want we want people to get involved. We would love nothing more than to implement as many people as possible from the school, first and foremost, because I think, I think a lot of people want to do stuff and they feel like oh there's nothing to get involved with which is yeah. obviously the opposite of the truth but maybe that's how they feel and so you know no matter what the truth is as as a leader you kind of have to address um how, how somebody else feels about the situation as as well because maybe we're not doing enough to promote the things that they can do yeah uh I, i'm not entirely sure but but yeah we did we put that out, out over the school i said something in the asu tv group chat mm-hmm. Um, which at the very least people should be in, and we we did end up getting um, quite a quite a bit of responses, and we ended up casting the whole the whole short film. It was it was pretty good turnout, um, but but at the same time we ended up with um, nobody really on crew. Those are still the same people that we have been working with, which yeah. is fine. But the people that reached out really just wanted to act, and nobody wanted to get involved with the production side of things, and most of them. Uh, although I know JC works for ASU TV, mm. other than that, everybody was outside of the program. Yeah, and so you know, like that, we we extended this offer, like, hey, you guys can come help us. You can get this. You know, I'm not saying it's like a big budget, you know, movie right, production. You're not getting that type of experience, but you're yeah. getting experience working on this short film in a way that isn't going to stress you out because all you have to do is show up. Yeah, and it was even advertised on the ASU Facebook pages. Right. So. I don't know. I don't really, yeah, I don't understand. I don't understand the thought process behind it. And I guess, I mean, I've been involved since my sophomore year. So, like, when I came into the major, I've been involved since then. So, yeah. like, I, you know, it's just kind of, I, I don't really understand why people don't get involved. Like, it's it's almost a necessity. Like, it's literally a necessity. You know, sometimes I wonder if when I got involved with ASU TV, Okay, I was hesitant at first. Yeah. They do the uh, organization fair right at the yeah. beginning of the year, right? And so it was my freshman year. I didn't know many people at all. And I'm walking around this organization fair, you know, and I spot ASU TV. And I'm like, oh, that looks really interesting. That's in my, you know, major mm-hmm. career or whatever. And Jacob Stewart and I can't remember who else was, was there at the time. Maybe maybe Clayton. I, I honestly don't remember. Might have been, yeah. Um, but I know, I know that Stewart was there. They were sitting at the ASU TV table, and I think they kind of noticed that I was hesitant to walk yeah. up because I was pretty close by and I was eyeballing it. Um, and so, so Jacob actually um, kind of yelled over at me 
And he was like, hey, you want to get involved in ASU TV? And then he starts talking to me and everything. And they had like a little form there for me to sign. And so I signed it. And he was like, all right, we're meeting on this day. And then I just left, right? Yeah. I didn't think much more of it other than that. And then the meeting rolls around. And I had become pretty good friends with Alex Galbert at that, at that point. Right. And he was in the major as well. And he was like, oh, I'm going to go to that meeting. And so yeah. I felt less intimidated by it, knowing that somebody that I knew was going to be there. Yeah. And so we went to that meeting together. And... um. I'm like, okay, well, I want, I want to work on like this, a narrative type show. And Jacob had this, this narrative show called campus security that he was starting. And I got involved with that. And I show for, for me, it was never about like, I'm going to, I'm going to cancel at the last minute or anything, or I'm trying to find a way to get out of this. Like I was, (laughs) I wanted to be a part of it. I was just nervous. And, uh, so I show up on the first day and I think that having leaders like Jacob make everything yeah. a lot easier because he's a very comfortable and easygoing guy, and he's so great to get along with. Um, and he made me feel comfortable immediately. And you know, now four years later, he's one of my best friends. Right. And so, I, I think it's I think it's really interesting um, how that relationship works out because if he had been a little more. Uh, you know, not easygoing or had been more intimidating or maybe I didn't feel comfortable being around him. Maybe I wouldn't have stuck around. Maybe I wouldn't be as involved with stuff I am as I am today. I don't Mm -hmm. know. So, so potentially that's an experience that some people are having, but I mean, for the most part, I definitely feel like if you actually just show up that first time and you, you kind of let loose a little bit and go, okay, this is, this is what I want to do. You'll realize that for the most part, you start having fun, and it doesn't even feel like work most of the time. Yeah, I mean, th- there are obviously some bits when when you got to crack down and everything, but it's just you know people hanging out, having fun, and especially if you grew up with the mindset of wanting to do this as a kid, mm-hmm. because you know I just make movies for fun growing up, make silly videos and stuff. I think a lot of people that don't even go into this career did stuff like that, and so being actual being in the position to get serious with it, learn about how to do it professionally. And then turn that into a revenue stream for yourself is fun. It really yeah. is. Yeah, it is. It is fun. I love it. I, uh, you know, I'm I'm at my best when I'm doing stuff like this. You know, so, but I don't know. Uh, so let's talk more about the actual major. Okay. He kind of he kind of kind of threw us off the rails a oh, little. Okay. No, I'm fine. just I'm just kind of you know follow, following the flow of my brain. Here. I get it, bro. I get it. It's <laughs> I mean you stayed on topic at least. That's all that matters. Um. So what would you say is like one of the most beneficial classes you've taken, uh, just throughout the whole program? Um. So, I mean, in terms of classes that I I guess had to take for my major, like I said, broadcast gra- graphics probably in turn like the that I think I benefited from the most. Yeah. In terms of, like, maybe the actual program itself, I'm not entirely sure. I think that uh, the video classes obviously help a lot. I'll, I'll learn more and more about Premiere. But that that go, I think that those classes are what I was talking about earlier in the sense of, like, I feel like I go into those courses and I already know yeah. most of the stuff that I'm going to learn from it. Because because I do a lot of that outside of class. Like most of what I do is video work. Yeah, because a lot I of it is. I do it for the company that I'm working for. I do it for everything else. And so I feel like I go into that knowing a lot yeah. more. Because a lot of it is stuff that you can kind of learn just by editing a few videos just outside. Like it's just kind of like just, you know, technical stuff that you just kind of fall into otherwise, you know. But, I will say, I think, I think that the book work... And a lot of and a lot of the courses in here, and I, I realize I think I realize that a lot of professors already know that some of them don't even assign a, assign a book for mm-hmm. the class or anything. But even with the uh, the LinkedIn learning things, I think they help to see that visually and how, like watch somebody do it. But at the same time, I, I think it also is a waste of time. I think the only way that you're going to be able to learn how to use a software like this is just to do it. And yeah. so I think I, I genuinely think the best thing that you can do for students in this program, in those types of classes go, uh, and give them creative freedom. You know, don't go, this is exactly what I want your assignment to look like because some, some assignments are like that. There are a lot of assignments where it's like, okay, I want you to, uh, like take, um, video two where, uh, a lot of the assignments were like just editing projects. The, there, there was one assignment that we did in that class where we had to edit this robbery, like the the heist. yeah. Yeah. 
And I really liked that assignment because it was all just raw footage and we got to, uh, you know, edit it in the way that, that we wanted and be creative with it. But at the same time, it was somebody else's footage. Right. And so I think that allowing somebody to get creative and utilize that software, give people time, you know, don't just be like, okay, you guys have a week to get this project done. Because you yeah. are you are in, in college, and when you're asking somebody to be creative, it's not like they can just on the spot come up with something, film film the entire thing, and then make it look good. Like it's it is hard, you know. Get you know, pan out a couple of weeks for uh, a project, if not if not more. Mm-hmm. And and there are some instances like in Bowman's class this semester for media production practicum where we had an yeah. entire semester to work on a project. And, you know, I'm pretty happy with what I ended up with in that class. I had had the opportunity to create literally whatever I wanted for my final project, literally anything. And, you know, I chose to do a short film because that's what I like to do. And what I turned in, what I, what I presented for that class this week, I, I, I thought I did pretty good on there. A couple things looking back that, you know, you go, Oh, I want to fix that. I want to change this. It looked like garbage. Throw it away. Don't say that. You'll hurt my feelings. No, it was good. It was good. It was good. (laughs) Uh, no, I'm just kidding. But, um, but yeah, I mean, obviously you're gonna you're gonna make mistakes, but that's part of the growth, you know. Like no matter what project you do, you're gonna look back on it and go, "Well, I wish I would have done this instead," or yeah. anything like that. You'll always find reasons for improvement. Um, but that's good. That's yeah, yeah, so no, that's good. Great. That's 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 part of that's part of your growth. Finding those things that you go, ah, well, you know, if I were to do this again, I'd change this, because yeah. if you can't find anything like that, then. Are, are you really even getting better? Are you really yeah. growing? Your, pro- so, your project will never be perfect. But I think that there need to be more classes in the in the program like Media Production Practicum. Not necessarily where you have maybe full free range or anything, but, but just in terms of like more just technical. just do just do this stuff. Yeah. Because that's how that's how you're really gonna learn is just getting the experience. Yeah. I don't need to watch LinkedIn learning videos. I don't need to watch uh, or I don't I don't need to read out of a textbook. I, I don't need any of that. Literally just Give me, give me a project and and then let me do it. Yeah. Um, and and like, obviously you're gonna, you're gonna come across those problems. Like I was talking about before, like the LinkedIn learning stuff that tries to teach you things, Mm -hmm. but watching an entire LinkedIn learning session beforehand, you're not going to retain any of that information. Watch like you'll, I'll go watch YouTube videos as a problem arises. And then you learn from like, Oh, I know how to do that thing now. Yeah. Yeah. Like I and and to that's do... how you learn is while you're while you're doing something while you're yeah uh, while while you're getting that experience yeah like there've been like effects and stuff I want to do like in videos and I'm like how do I do yes. this and like I'll find exactly. I'll find exactly what I'm looking for in minutes because people you're not the first person to want to know how to yes. do something in Premiere you know people are gonna make videos about it and there are, there are hundreds upon hundreds of people on YouTube whose whole goal or whose whole like purpose is show people how to do stuff in Premiere, After Effects, Photoshop, you know? And I was like praising, praising Guess Wine before, but even in broadcast graphics, you know, literally half of that class is me watching YouTube videos or, yeah. or, or reading forums online about how to solve, solve right. this certain thing. Cause it's like, and, he, and even Guess Wine will tell you that, like, right. yeah, that's how I learned all this stuff. Yeah. Cause it's like, yeah, I mean, he teaches you how to do it, but this kind of gives you that extra little bit you need to make it better. Right. So yeah. Um, but no, I agree. Technical aspects of stuff, like the technical application of the skills that we're supposed to be learning is always more beneficial than just learning them. I feel like I like that. Like that's why that's why we don't have any tests, really. We don't have, you know, any real paperwork to do. It's all what we do end up doing. It's all, you know, making stuff. Yeah. Um, I think that video three, even though I haven't taken it yet, is yeah. probably going to be beneficial in that field. No, for sure. Cause uh, it's... in the sense of just getting that experience, cause that's the whole, that's the whole class. Right. Yeah. So, and yeah, and when I took it, it was, uh, we split up into groups and we made TV shows. So. I think it, I think it helps the fact that you have the whole class there to act as that mm-hmm. crew, because like we were just talking about a second ago, you know, it's hard to get people involved as it is. So if I'm having to do that on my own for yeah. a class, it becomes even harder. And then especially when you have, you know, 20 other students and they're trying to do the same thing. Yeah, I was talking to Perkins. There's 22 of you guys next semester. Oh, that's wow. insane. Yeah, that's, I think there were like 16 in my class. So I don't I don't have a show idea yet, but I mean, I, I am excited to, to get in there and, no. you know, hopefully produce something that, you know, ends up turning out really good. And then, you know, yeah. worst case scenario... 
we we learn from that experience we learn how to use this right. equipment we learn because i've definitely uh, learned yeah even though i knew a lot of the equipment stuff going into my video three class i still learned oh don't like actual more production based stuff like don't do this for a production don't yeah you know be you know be a little bit more prepared you know rely on better people and then i will like say i wish that because this is something that i personally falter from yeah or, yeah um like i wish we used more terminology yeah in our productions here at a state i think that in the real world you're going to hear a lot of more specific terms for things and you know like chase weeks i think is a good example because he knows a lot of that stuff yeah and you know he if i were to work on an actual film set with somebody and they go hey go get me um go get me like a, a c stand or something or like a certain light filter and i'm like i don't even know what that is right i yeah. i really wish that we i really wish that we emphasized using those ter terminologies and uh i think that students would, would benefit from that and learning those things uh, practically inexperienced, not just from, you know, maybe getting it out of a textbook, like I was saying before. Yeah, I agree. Uh, so that I feel like that's something that maybe we could work on doing mm -hmm. a little bit more. I also think that in terms of studio productions, I'll, obviously in a studio, like all the lights and stuff for overhead and somebody normally fixes it up themselves or one of the engineers will mess with it. Yeah. I, I think that lighting is a big part of any video production like it's a huge part it can make or break something looking good and we get little to no no experience with mm -hmm. that in this major whatsoever uh okay. there there's no course that i can think of where i've like had to use lighting in a beneficial way at all yeah uh other than just maybe projects that you do do for yourself and you yeah i know what i, I know i just said dude i can do see you do. smiling over there about it <laughs> um but like those projects that you do for yourself uh, you maybe use lighting or whatever, but th like there's no studio production thing that I can think of where I'm like actually utilizing that where there's a professor here going, oh, well, you know, if you do this instead, use it this way, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Or uh, take Armstrong's photography classes and, and stuff here. I really think that, you know, students would benefit from some like doing some studio photography in here here at the school that way there's somebody there going okay this is what you need to tweak about the sliding this is why this doesn't work because that's hard yeah. lighting is hard i uh something i've talked about before is that i think i don't know what the engineers do i think i think that's something that a lot of us would really benefit from is like being able to do the kind of stuff that they do you know working with like the tricaster working yeah. with the server working with the sets working with the lights that's a good point as well like, I mean, it kind of ties into what you're saying is what I mean. Yeah. But, well, uh, yeah. But I just mean like, um, you know, even outside of, outside of lighting, like that's a good, that's a right. good point. Like what, what are the engineers doing to even start a production? Yeah. You know? Cause I mean, Clayton was, Clayton was a student, not, not three years ago, you know? And then, so like what, what's the learning curve like on going yeah. from a student to a job where you have to like know how to do all this stuff. You have to know how all this equipment works, you know? And that's just not something that. I, I think like there we've... there was one class, and it was for one of my sports production classes because I remember it was something I had with uh, Colin Pillow. Yeah. Um, and we went into the studio, and I don't even remember who was there, but somebody was teaching us how to over-under, which okay. is like, okay, yeah, that's a cool skill to have. Yeah. And I, I've gotten pretty good at it having yeah. you know done it. I definitely don't always do it, but... I've gotten yelled at a few times about that. So. Well, usually what I'm doing, it's out, outside working on our own productions right. and stuff. So, like, if... They're my cords and my cables. <laughs> I, I normally just kind of toss them into my trunk when yeah. I'm done with them. But, you know, when I when I do have a little more time and I'm not, like, tired as crap after finishing a production, like, I'll, I'll take the time to over-under and everything. But those, that's one of the few times where I'm like, that was actually, like, a skill I think was pretty beneficial to learn. For sure. And, why, and he was, like, talking about all the cords, too. Like, this is what this cable is. This is what an XLR cable looks like. This is what it's used for. And I'm like... Why don't we do this stuff more often? I don't even yeah. know what – teach people what freaking fiber cables are. Like, it sounds right. dumb, but it's like, yeah, no, why are I'm we learning that stuff? Even now, I'm like – the engineers, like, because I've been working with them on a lot of stuff because I'm just, I'm just around a lot lately. So I'm like, hey, you guys need help with anything? And they're like, oh, yeah, here. But, like, they'll be like, hey, give me that SDI cable. And I'm like, uh, I don't know what that means. Is it the one that looks that like means. the internet cable? And they're like, man – 
No. But why why can why are why can they say that? Like we haven't been taught that. Right, exactly. You know? And that's well, I mean, not something that I'm going to necessarily learn on my own like I would yeah. with other things because I'm not working on these higher end productions except when I'm in yeah. the studio. And yeah, when I'm yeah. in the studio, the engineers are doing all that. So Well, they'll they'll teach you. Like if you if you ask If I asked. Yeah. But it's not their job to teach us, you know. They're the yeah, engineers. I agree. Mix- I agree. I yeah. agree. That said, I still think that, you know, that should be uh, part part of the learning experience when working on studio productions like that. You know, yeah. just let the students do everything and if they have any questions, just, you know. No, I agree. I'm sure an engineer wouldn't mind answering the question unless they're busy. And if not, your professor should ideally know that stuff anyway. Ask them. Yeah. Um. Well, we've been going for a hot 45 right now. So I'm thinking maybe I'll – we'll start to wrap up and then – We'll pick up all the Josh Pruitt, you know, the, we'll pick up, we'll talk about all the modern stuff when yeah. I have the rest of it. Well, there were a couple of moments where I strayed off into it, but just in terms of like, yeah, you know, just kind in terms of, explaining, of like real projects, what yeah. it's like. That's typically um, where I've gotten a lot of my experience over the last year or yeah. so, so. But uh, on that note, do you have any uh, like personal projects that you are working on or plan to start working on again or, or plan to start for the first time? I know what you're getting at here. You uh, there's a to... few things I'm getting at. I'd like for you to talk about. Uh, yeah, so everybody keeps asking me about Conspiracy Mind. Is this going to be the first official release date for Conspiracy Mind 2? Come on, Josh, tell us. Give us a little... It's actually not. Uh, Mr. Perkins... (laughs) Mr. Perkins messaged me about it the other day. Oh, yeah? And, yeah, he was, he was actually asking me when the next episode was coming out because I put something on my Instagram story about... Yeah, you got um, pretty good. Yeah, like the whole Spotify rap thing. They do, like, a thing for podcasters as well, and I was putting all my stats on my Instagram story. And so he like he DM me and was like, "Hey, when's the next episode coming out?" And I was like, "Here, here's what I'm gonna, here's what I told him, and here's what I'm gonna tell everybody else. Sometime in the spring, I, I've got all the episodes planned out. I just have to do research for them, and then obviously we have to record them. But that's usually yeah. the quicker part because you, know, you just sit down and record the episode. Uh, but but yeah, uh, sometime in the spring. So within the next you know five months or so." Probably less than that. Within the next like four months or so. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. I still think about my idea of uh, doing little skits to correspond with the videos. I don't remember, I don't remember my specific example, but it was I don't funny. I don't I don't remember your specific example either. <laughs> but I funny. I do vaguely remember you talking about that. Uh, it was just another madman rambling I went on. No worries. Other other than conspiracy mind though, uh, I guess some other stuff that I would like to talk about. Uh, we are putting out a short film that I directed recently, yeah, um, which is called Hindsight, and well, we we did that for for Monomyth, and I Hindsight's also did it twenty twenty one. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, I put that in the in the. We released a poster yesterday. Oh and yeah, I, I put that in the in the poster release. Hindsight is twenty twenty one. I thought it was funny. That yeah, was funny. Um, but but yeah, that that short film is coming out. Uh, technically, the release date is supposed to release with the trailer tomorrow, right? But I'll give everybody in here a, a, a quick sneak peek because I don't even know when this episode's coming out. So it's probably already released by the time anyone else is hearing this anyway. Yeah. Um, but but Hindsight is releasing on December 24th of this year, which is the Friday right before Christmas. Uh, so, so yeah, that's when you can expect that. We're going to have a trailer coming out um, tomorrow, you, which is the 10th. And If you don't think I'm going to turn that on at my family dinner and say, everyone watch what my friend made, you're going to be so wrong. That's fine. Show, show it to yeah. everyone, everyone you want. This is going to be the new Christmas tradition for me. <laughs> uh, I should have made it a Christmas movie. Yeah, sorry. Uh, <laughs> but, but, yeah, Hindsight comes out in 2024. There's going to be two trailers released, one tomorrow as of recording this. And uh, one the following week. I'm excited. Friday. I'm excited to see what your trailers are cut. Like, you do like the big voice, like the in a world. Well, not for the short film. They're gonna be really, really short, like teaser trailers, like 15 to 30 seconds long. Okay. And uh, yeah, they're gonna be nice, short, and simple, and just kind of get like tease the gist of the short film, and uh, we'll just save the rest for the actual release. It's pretty exciting. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. I I saw an early cut of the film. And then I saw an, early, an earlier cut of the film. You, you have because so you're you can in my say class. that I'm. Some people have technically already seen it. You can say that I'm really, uh, I'm really ahead of the game here. That you are, and then, um, I mean, yeah, I guess that does it for pretty much all the the big releases for 
for me in terms of projects that I've been working on. Yeah. It's just those two big ones at the moment. And then uh, I've roped you into working on not one, but two scripted radio series for next semester. Yes. <laughs> Don't sound too excited. See, here's the thing. I say those are the big things that I've been working on. There's still so much other stuff that has been yeah. in the works for like, like, like there's a podcast that Jacob has been working on. We've been writing that show for like a year and a half at this point. Yeah. And it, it's, it's come a long way and it's really, it's really progressed in that time. Like it's not been like one of those things that we've stopped working on. Right. And, and like that rarely happens for for something to be in production that long and or pre-production even and it, it actually you know keep carrying through at a consistent pace i could be totally wrong but the way jacob was talking it sounds like we'll uh he's gonna finish the first episode and then we'll do rewrites for a couple months and then the first episode should be like recorded and out within like before the end of next semester the way he was talking at least I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not gonna say anything because no, I don't. You know, I mean, obviously, obviously, that's something for him to talk about. And yeah. you know, you can definitely ask him about it when yeah. uh, he comes in here for to talk about monomus stuff as well. But I'm just. I'm excited about it. I'm on like episode. No, yeah, it's a, it's a really good. He has. Jacob is one of the best writers I think that I've ever met in my life. I agree. And, and like he he is he's got that part of the fil- filmmaking or, or production mm-hmm. or anything like down. He's got a brilliant mind and yeah uh it's a really good story and i'm excited to start production on it yeah i'm excited too i uh we'll have to we need to do a, we need to set up a uh our little script read thing again sometime soon yeah yeah that's next the time. most interesting uh way for me to read it i found so doing table reads is always fun yeah uh, i i think i told you recently like i could literally just sit down and do table reads all day it, it's so much fun just playing playing a character and not having to like worry about the the stress of the production as well just kind of sit there and read read through a character and yeah. tell the story that way with other people that actually gives me an idea that we'll discuss after this episode did it did it did all right so thank you ladies and gentlemen for listening i'm gonna end this at 51 minutes because i hate i hate even numbers um so, Josh, anything you'd like to say in closing? Uh, waiting on us to hit 52 minutes. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, I mean, thanks for having me on to the show. And um, I really enjoyed talking about the, the major and what I love doing. And I, I really appreciate you letting me be here. Of course, man. I appreciate you coming. I appreciate you... Um... You get really in depth on some of the things, and that's that's I, that's all what I always look for. Is people actually like care about the major? Like I feel like that if I had some people on here, they're just kind of I don't actually hate even numbers. I would those a bit. So you can stop. <laughs> you can stop looking at the clock. Um, but some people that are just kind of like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's like that's you know. But you know, I am really. I'm very grateful that you uh, you came on here and you really talked about. You were very candid. You were very uh, forward with what you you know. Of course. So, all right, Dion. Anything you have to say? Thanks for having me on. Dion says, "Thanks for having <laughs> me on." A man of many words. All right. Uh, thank you. I, you know what? All right. <laughs> Goodbye, everyone. This has been really nice. I was gonna wait till till we got to like 55. That's so far away. So. Uh, You're a madman. Welcome to the longest episode of peer review ever. Um, well, welcome and goodbye, I guess. See you next time. See you next time. Okay, next time will probably be Josh again with with the rest of the mono mono maniacs that we call you guys. Oh yeah, we call all of our uh, our audience viewers supporters mono maniacs. That's uh, don't say that. <laughs> I fell in love with the moment I heard. All right, thanks everyone. Get involved.